This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Big night tonight, not just because of the matchup between the Jets and the Bills and Aaron Rodgers' debut, but it is night one for 2023 of the Manning cast on ESPN2 with Peyton and Eli Manning. Monday Night Football and the Hall of Famer Peyton Manning joins us right now. Peyton, it's Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate a few minutes. Excited to get going tonight, and we appreciate your time. How you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, nope. Should have a great game tonight with the uh, Jets and the Bills. All right, so let's start with what we saw last night and what happened with Dallas. We've been going back and forth. It's a 40 to nothing game. When we talk about making statements, though, when you get a, a game like that where so many things kind of go wrong early and it spirals on you, is that more of a statement for the Cowboys or is that kind of a happenstance game the way you look at it? Well, I guess we'll see how it plays out and see how the Giants respond. I mean, I, I was at the Broncos game yesterday, and that was a that was a tough one to lose by a point. You kind of say, would you rather lose by a point or absolutely get your brains beat out 40 to nothing like the Giants did? Uh, I don't know. Both of them were pretty terrible feelings on opening day. So uh, I, I see the Giants responding. Uh, um, I think their team's made of the right stuff. So I don't think anybody saw that coming, including Dallas. And maybe Dallas – Knew they were going to do that for the fact by the Cowboys, but I see the Giants uh, bouncing back. You know, tonight it's a massive showdown that we've been looking forward to. The Bills are traveling into New York to take on the Jets. Aaron Rodgers set to make his debut with a new team. You, you went through a situation like this. In 2010, it was your last year with the Colts. 2011, you missed the season due to injury. And then 2012, you debut with the Broncos. And it's not a soft landing spot. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. What was it like stepping out onto the field in those different colors, knowing what was on the line for someone that had only ever known life as an Indianapolis Colt? No, there's no doubt. It was a, it was a big jump. and I think Aaron will feel some of those emotions early in the game. I know he played in the preseason. I got to play in the preseason. Uh, and, look, there, there's a difference between the preseason and, and the regular season. So I think he'll feel that. And uh, I see Aaron playing well tonight. But if he overthrows a pass early, I think, you know, it's fair to say you can say that's because of the emotions. I mean, I think just getting used to being in a different color jersey and uh, playing in a different stadium, you know, uh, uh, the whole pregame routine of, uh, you know, a home game in a new environment. Uh, nobody is uh, uh, immune to feeling the emotion of that. Brady in, in Tampa, me in Denver, uh, Aaron in New York. So, But I still see him playing well. I think the Jets have done a good job of making him feel comfortable uh, by kind of giving him uh, an offensive coordinator and the system that he knows best. So I see him playing well and playing well early this season. You know, other than being Aaron Rodgers, other than being Peyton Manning, what are the things that are important to set him up for success? How big of a role can Nathaniel Hackett play with that comfortability? No, I don't think you can underestimate uh, the significance that that uh, that the Jets uh, did the right thing by hiring Nathaniel Hackett, somebody that Aaron knows is very close to. Now, he's never called plays uh, for Aaron before. It'd be interesting tonight. Uh, this would be the first time uh, anybody's called plays for Aaron that wasn't the head coach. 
Uh, so I think that's kind of a unique uh, circumstance. And uh, But they are very close. And uh, like I said, the language, the verbiage, uh, Aaron knows those thinking for him, uh, breaking the huddle. And uh, from all accounts, I think Aaron is, is like an extra coach out there on the field uh, during practice. He's telling the receivers, no, no, no play you know here's what i expect if he's having to learn a new system he's not able to say that and better than anybody in that building right now and, and that gives this gives him a great platform to be a leader to these young receivers like wilson and uh i think the jets will be better because of that Peyton Manning joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. On the other side of the equation, you have a Buffalo Bills team that got knocked out of the playoffs in the divisional round last year at home at the hands of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's not how they envisioned it going. There was an issue that crept up between quarterback Josh Allen and wide receiver Stephon Diggs. It looks like the team has moved past that as Diggs has been named one of the captains. But when you have that sort of turmoil in the locker room and there might be some strain, what's the best way to go about trying to get past that, trying to get focused back on what the mission is which is trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, go win a game tonight and, and give Diggs eight catches uh, and two touchdowns. I think that pretty much goes <laughs> away. Uh, I talked to Josh. Uh, he says Diggs is good to go, all good, you know, full green light. So uh, I think they feel that issue uh, is past them. And I don't think teams are voting guys captains in order to uh, – keep them from having their feelings hurt you know um Diggs being a captain means he's earned being a captain means he's been a good leader in training camp players still vote on captains is the way you know most teams do it and uh um uh so i don't see that being a token pick i see Diggs having earned that captaincy and uh um i think he'll earn it throughout the season but yeah it's kind of funny right i mean the jets uh have gotten all the attention the bills are flying kind of under the radar going into this game, and they've been one of the best teams in the NFL. But like you said, look, I can speak to it. I can relate to it. Hey, you've had these great regular seasons. Yeah, but what are you going to do in the playoffs when it counts? And I lived that for a large uh, part of my career until we finally did it and, you know, got to the AFC Championship and then won the Super Bowl a couple years later. So uh, I think the Bills know that. I think Josh knows that. Uh, McDermott knows that uh, it, it's kind of no time for talking anymore. Just go out and do it. And uh, what a great way to make a statement tonight uh, um, on the road in New York. Peyton Manning joining us, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Okay, Manning cast tonight, ESPN Two. Uh, I believe you're ready to announce who your guests are going to be for tonight. Are you not? We are. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, a lot of people that you didn't know were Jets fans have come out of the woods and you know, like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> told anybody years uh hasn't been a lot to brag about so uh a lot of good options uh because of the significance of the game uh and it's, look, i'll be honest especially with aaron and, and this new team I mean, this is a this is, a, this is going to be fun to watch I, i'm excited about it i can relate to it i remember talking to Tom Brady a couple of years ago, you know, he was kind of asking me for some advice. And so I'm excited to watch the game. But because of that, uh, we're going to go with two guests. Eli and I are going to talk football uh, pretty heavy in this first half with the two quarterbacks. But in the third quarter, John McEnroe, hot uh, off the U.S. Open, big-time Jets fan, has been through the good, been through the bad. He's going to be joining us. And then um, 
we are going with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, who knows the Bills <laughs> and the Jets, including the 27 other teams he's for, uh, to match the 27 that <laughs> he has in the fourth. So uh, two great guests, uh, both guys that can speak to the personality of both teams, I think, and uh, looking forward to talking some football with those two guys. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. McEnroe, I'm sure, won't mince his words at any point throughout the broadcast. I'm I'm curious, you know, you and your brother, you guys have been doing this for a few years. You obviously have a vision of what it could look like and what it could be when you start. But, you know, you're coming off a playing career, and now you've got a full-fledged media career. What's kind of surprised you the most as you've worked your way through this? Well, Eli and I are having a lot of fun. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably the main thing, and I think the thing we enjoy the most, right? We, I mean, we love – Watching football, we love talking football with people who love football as much as we do. I mean, McEnroe loves ball. Obviously, Fitzpatrick loves ball. But, you know, Snoop Dogg last year, Condoleezza Rice, the unifying thing is they all love football. I think that's been the coolest part about it is having these guests on from different walks of life that are in different fields. But, like I said, we can, we can all kind of come together and just talk. Uh, that's what – uh, that's been the case in the first two seasons. Uh, we certainly kind of see that being the case this year. We're excited about our schedule on paper. looks like we have some really good football games. And so looking forward to getting started uh, tonight. And like I said, Eli and I just really enjoy doing it. Peyton, you and I have something in common, and that is a love for 80s, 90s comedies. Fletch, Caddyshack, <laughs> The Jerk, Stripes, Vacation, I know you're a fan of all of them. Are you a movie quote guy? Do you hit people with movie oh, yeah. quotes all the time, hoping that they are picking up on that? Oh, for sure. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Eli was talking to Coach Hackett, and Coach Hackett was talking about Garrett Wilson. And uh, he was saying, God, he's so athletic. He's elastic. He said, I call him Gumby is his nickname. And he said, Garrett Wilson is like, who is no idea. And, and that reminds me when I was in my football meetings, and you know, I would say something like, "This is crazy. This is crazy, right?" You know, you know getting ready to get into the pool with Christy. And the other quarterbacks are like, "What? Like, what, what, like, what do you say?" I don't get that. I'm like, "Go watch these five movies. Learn these quotes. Otherwise, you and I are going to have no relationship. Like, this is your homework for the weekend." So, big movie quote guy. But uh, but you got to know your audience, right? You got to know who you're talking to, uh, otherwise you're going to hear crickets. Yeah. I, at, at which of those is there? One of them that is more quotable than the others? Because my go-to would always be Fletch. Yeah, I don't know how you beat Fletch. Uh, my son's <laughs> kind of gotten into the card collecting uh, hobby, and we went to a store the other day in Denver, and hey, lots of cool things. What did I buy? A picture of. Uh, Chevy Chase in a number 99 Lakers uniform. <laughs> Fletch, you know, 6'5 uh, with the Afro 6'9, right? I mean, one of the great quotes. And so uh, I have that in my office uh, right now. I'm staring at it. It's, uh, it's, it's a great uh, visual. So, uh, yeah, Fletch, I think vacation. I think anything in the, in the mid-'80s with, uh, with Chase is, uh, is hard to beat. One thing I was always hoping I could run by you if I ever had the chance to talk to you, uh, for six years, I worked in the Bay Area with former NFL fullback Lorenzo Neal on Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. Lowe's a great guy. Yeah. Lowe speaks extremely yeah. highly of you. 
He's told a story that I want to run by you because you might be familiar with it, where when he would go to the Pro Bowl, one of the best things about being at the Pro Bowl when it was in Hawaii was that the veterans would hang out by the pool and everyone would get to have a good time and you get to meet the young guys. And he said there was this one NFL quarterback who was kind of, you know, one of the big honchos there. And when rookie Pro Bowlers would show up, the quarterback would get to know these guys. And he would get to know them under the guise of, you know, I'm impressed with your work. I'd love to get to talk to you more. What's your room number? I'll come by later so that that quarterback could eventually use the room number to charge his drinks and food to. Have you ever heard of anything like that? (laughs) Oh, golly. Uh, 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 I thought what happened at the Pro Bowl was supposed to stay at the Pro Bowl. (laughs) The Pro Bowl in Hawaii doesn't exist anymore. I guess everything's out the window. That is true. Uh, It was just too easy. I mean, these young quarterbacks or even it was really any first year pro bowler they were so like eager to give up their room number it was so easy and we're like oh 236 okay that's a good place to charge the 25 my ties i'm just uh buying for the offensive line here so uh checkout was not quite as fun for some of those rookies at the pro bowl when they got their bill but uh yeah lorenzo neal is one of the greats and uh, i still say that's my great takeaway from playing football uh, is the relationships I made, not just with my own teammates, but with guys that I competed against. And, you know, I got to know Tony Gonzalez. And, of course, that's kind of where I met Brady and John Lynch. And so uh, I still see that in the NFL. I think it's still one of the best parts about the game is the mutual respect that, you know, players have uh, with each other. I think that's good for the game. Memories from the Pro Bowl with guys like Lorenzo Neal. Last one before we let you go. One of the great all-time SNL skits is you with the United Way and playing football <laughs> with the kids. How many takes did it take hitting those kids with those footballs? It was, uh, I tell you, you know, people don't believe me. The, the, the football, the, the Nerf was actually, they cut the Nerf out. But the, the footballs were like, they, they were flappable. I mean, they weighed nothing. And yeah. so actually, it was... I didn't think you actually drilled kids I mean, with NFL footballs. The, the, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you put those sound effects, but it looks like you're just knocking. I still say, like, the out route that I hit on the kid running toward the portalette, one of the best throws I've ever made. <laughs> it hit him in the back. But uh, it's funny, um, you know, look, that's 2007, right? So I got an email last year from kind of a friend of a friend saying that Jack, the kid who uh, I hit in the back, uh, was getting married, and would I do kind of a video for his rehearsal dinner? And uh, my brother Cooper kind of helped me, uh, kind of helped me write this, but it went something like this. I said, Jack, um, Peyton Manning here, listen, you know, when I walk down the street, a few people know me because I threw a few touchdowns, but for the most part, People recognize me because you let me hit you in the face with a football over uh, 15 years ago. So thank you for putting me on the map and best wishes for eternal happiness. So uh, anyway, uh, that was a good, good, good memory. Uh, 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 hard to believe it's been 2007. And I, I, you know, all these kids are all grown up, but uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, it's going to be awesome tonight. The Manning cast returns. Peyton and Eli, ESPN2, John McEnroe, huge Jet fan, third quarter. And if that's the case, Jets better not be losing at halftime. Actually, I kind of hope they are because I want to hear McEnroe right out of the gate ripping them to shreds and then Ryan Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter. 
uh, should be a good show. Should be a great game. And uh, like I said, glad it's back and uh, looking forward to uh, you know to a good season. So uh, thank you guys for having me and being a part of it. Hey, Peyton, thank you very much. We appreciate it. That's Peyton Manning, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and, of course, the Manning cast tonight, which is always a lot of fun. And listen, the dude can act in a comedic way. You, I went down the rabbit hole this weekend, Joe, and getting ready to have him on. Like, if you go online, you can see all of the great stuff, and I had forgotten about half of it, the stuff that he does that is just hysterical. Oh, it's 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 and. He's not just an all-time quarterback. He was an all-time personality, right? Yeah. He was an all-time personality, and the best part about it is that post-career, rather than a private, quiet life, he's chosen to still be out there, which is what's incredible because now you get to see a completely different side of him. I think he was hosting the ESPYs the one year. He crushed it. If you ever see the roast of... Oh, I don't know if it's um, Rob Lowe, maybe, but he comes out and he has a fantastic roast. Like whoever he worked with on that material, he just crushed while he was there. It might not have been Rob Lowe. It may have been Justin Bieber. It was one of those that happened right around the same time, but he, he he was fantastic. Oh, awesome. And it was great to talk to him. We appreciate him popping on. Again, Manning Cast tonight on ESPN2. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. From one Hall of Famer to a current NFL player fighting for that gold jacket this season, and uh, he might not even last a whole year. It's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. First one we gave out on today's show, player prop from tonight's Monday Night Showdown between the Bills and the Jets. We went Josh Allen over 36 and a half rushing yards. Now we're giving you another player prop. Aaron Rodgers, yes, 
will throw at least one interception. That's plus 114. So a $100 investment would return $114 in profit. Rodgers had a bunch of interceptions last year, double digits. Some say maybe it was the team. Maybe he wasn't as into it as much. Some say maybe it's not an outlier. Maybe it's a harbinger of things to come. Regardless of the scenario, he's playing behind a somewhat questionable offensive line in a huge matchup against a good Buffalo defense. Peyton Manning just joined us on the show a few minutes ago. He talked about how with the emotions of the new team and everything else, maybe he comes out and airmails one early. It's to be expected that there could be nerves. Let's try to take advantage of those nerves with a good defense. Yes, Aaron Rodgers throws an interception, plus 114. I tell you what. I kind of like it. Yeah. kind of like it. Plus money. Can I tell you just something? And, and this is just as, as basic as it gets. But it was just amazing yesterday to have football back. <laughs> it was so good. And I, I got right into the experience because on Saturday, I ordered YouTube TV so that oh, I could okay. get the direct ticket. And I got uh, the Sunday NFL ticket. And I got to really waited to the last minute there, huh? I I did because (laughs) uh, I'm still on, you know, a cable system and it's been a particularly frustrating experience lately. So, but I also want to make sure it is as simple a process and transition as possible on the home front, if you get my point. Yes. Just want to make sure everybody can find the TV shows they need to find and the networks they need to show (laughs) easily enough. Yes. After it's been a certain way for 10 years, taking something, taking law and order off of channel 551 is a mistake. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So I do. I know that pain all too well. But I, I, I ordered it over the weekend and I was expecting that they would have some early blips. Yeah. Joe, I mean, virtually flawless. I have to give them an A YouTube right out of the gate because I could find any game that I needed to find. If I have one knock, I think it's probably the same knock that everybody would have. In the quad box, you cannot pick your games. There are four or five different options of four games or red zone and three games. But that's the only knock I would have against the entire thing. I would have bet a significant amount of money that there were going to be massive technical issues in week one. And in hindsight, not only would that have lost, it may have been a bit misguided to just assume that YouTube, who's not exactly this little startup enterprise, uh, partnering with the NFL would have figured it out. You really think the NFL wants this to be a disaster in week one and knowing how they operate and knowing the success YouTube has had, you had to figure they were going to hit this thing with the hit the ground running. So I liked it and I completely agree with you. I want the ability to control my four. So they'll give you all the games and then they'll be like, hey, here's a quad box where you can have four. Here's another quad box that you could choose from as well with different options. And in the morning and the afternoon, both situations hit me. The options they presented, three of the four were good, and then I wanted one of them out because I needed a different game in. Like in the afternoon, I got everything I needed, but I couldn't get the Chargers and the Dolphins in with the Seahawks and the Rams and the Raiders and the Broncos. So I, I... that was the one I had to give up on. But but for the first trial run, I thought it was fantastic. I very much enjoyed the viewing experience yesterday. It, yeah, with, with that part of it, it, it felt like a Costco run where I want to get a specific kind of cracker, let's say. But you have to buy the multi-value pack. And right. like half of those crackers, 
I have no interest in. The wheat ones. You're not eating those wheat ones. I don't want wheat crackers, no. (laughs) And, you know, yesterday, at times, Saints-Titans was the wheat crackers (laughs) of that particular, even though it's a close game, it wasn't what I would call an entertaining game. Taysom Hill is the wheat cracker of of what yesterday was. (laughs) How you and I started this where it started and brought it to this point is just, that's the radio you're going to get on this show. Carlin versus Joe is going to deliver that sort of sequence for you. Love it or lump it. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. There is one Hall of Famer who's not going to make it through the season. I'm going to tell you why in moments on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. It is time for a new segment we're calling Takeoff. And it's kind of like the movie Face Off. What a job by our TV producer, Federica Dow, who yesterday yes. puts together a almost a movie poster type thing from the movie Face Off. I, I would say that I am more Nick Cage in that. Would you disagree or agree with that? Uh, damn. Yeah, you're more Nick Cage because Travolta was way cooler. So, yeah. Travolta was way cooler in that movie than I remember because he starts as the cop, but he has to switch roles and he has to take on Nick Cage's role. So, yeah, you're Nick Cage. All right. I'll take Nick Cage in that spot before, you know, (laughs) things got out of hand. Uh, Let us start. Dolphins, 36. Chargers, 34. Go. Four words. Banana in the tailpipe. That Mm -hmm. is the Los Angeles Chargers every single year. Why anyone thought anything would be different this season is beyond me. Yes, Herbert can play. Yes, they can score. They can't defend anybody. They have a home game in a big matchup against Miami to open the season, and they fall on their face late and blow it. No surprise whatsoever. Tua just absolutely lighting up their defense. Joe, Brandon Staley's going to be the first head coach fired, and it will be early enough where they will try to save their season. And I'll tell you what, you look at the first four, you got that loss yesterday, which hurt. They go to Tennessee, they go to Minnesota, and then they play the Raiders. They start the season one and three. Adios, Brandon. They are going to try to salvage it with uh, with, uh, Kelvin Moore because that is a team that I think can be saved. You want to know how poorly coached they are? The defensive pass interference by J.C. Jackson right before the half that gave him a chance to kick a field goal. Absolutely awful. That was a horrible contract. J.C. Jackson was one of the best in the business. He signed with them last year. He was terrible, and he's already off on a bad start again. Did I just call him Kelvin? (laughs) We'll get there. Kellen Moore. 
You know who I mean. Yeah. How about the Eagles? 25 charge, uh, 25-20 over the Patriots. Here's what I take away from this game. The Eagles played as poorly as you can at times and still won. That's why I'm not remotely worried about them in the NFC because that's a road game against a very good defense. Not a lot to say here, to be completely honest. I know I'm supposed to come out swinging, but the Eagles clearly needed some reps in the preseason. Nick Sirianni talked about it afterwards. I wanted to bash Mac Jones, but he had a pretty big day. The INT that got returned for a touchdown by Darius Slay was tipped up. He looked half decent, but this Patriot team might be the team that goes the longest without recording a win. I know that sounds crazy, and people would say Arizona's worse, A, B, C, and D. Look at the schedule for the Patriots. Yep. They might lose their first seven games right out of the shoot. Patriots are going to have a bad year. Packers 38, Bears 20. Jordan Love looking every bit the part right now. I tried to tell you to bet the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC North. Why? Simple, because we only know Jordan Love as a limited role player who didn't perform all that great. Small sample size. Everyone assumed Aaron Rodgers was going to leave and the team was going to be terrible. The defense worked the Bears yesterday, and the Bears look like they have plenty of problems, and Minnesota looks like they have plenty of problems. So you're giving me 5-1 to one with the Packers to win the division, and their only competition could be Detroit? Sign me up. Green Bay is going to be better than expected. I'm not going to be shocked if they grab a wild card spot. Good for the Raiders. 17-16 win on the road against the Broncos. Look, it says a lot to me more about the Broncos here. And Russell Wilson threw the ball 34 times, whatever it was, for 199 yards. Ugh. I mean, there were times you could see disgust on the face of Sean Payton. I'm telling you, by week 10, that situation blows up in Denver. Payton has set him up like a mammoth jammit. He is going out. See you later. Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, the Raiders stay competitive. How competitive? Not overly competitive in the AFC, but Garoppolo was 20 of 26 yesterday. 200 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He got dinged up early, but he can play. He can run an offense. He's got Josh Jacobs backing him up. He's got Devontae Adams backing him up. And that Denver defense isn't half bad. Garoppolo stays healthy, Raiders will be competent. Rams 30, Seahawks 13. Did not see this coming, especially after the Cooper Cup news and they put him on IR on Saturday. But you know what? Good for the Rams. And and the thing that really surprised me the most, the Rams offensive line is going to be not very good this year. But boy, that was a terrible performance by the Seahawks. And you even saw the frustration with that whole DK Metcalf uh, situation. That was bad, too. He's going to get fined for that one. I took an absolute bath on this game, an absolute yeah. bath. So I watched most of it. I bailed at the end when I realized how bad Seattle was going to play. Number one, Seattle clearly didn't solve their problems from last year, which was their defense. They went out and they made a bunch of adjustments. The Rams were 11 of 17 on third down. They were moving down the field methodically without Cooper Cup, for crying out loud. And number two, that high-flying Seattle offense from last year that was top 10 yeah. in scoring, 180 total yards yesterday. Puke. That was a disgusting performance. Yeah, the Rams defense, I didn't think it was going to be very good, but they played well yesterday. Great. I will say this. I was told by people who know out there that Matthew Stafford had an amazing training camp, and these are not people, these are the type of folks who throw around compliments like, you know, manhole covers. So that was, <laughs> you saw it yesterday. He looked really, really good. 49ers, you talk about statements, 49ers, 30-7 to over the Steelers. Brock Purdy 
looked amazing. I'm on board the Brock Purdy bandwagon. The six games or the six starts is good enough for me. How about this? The 49ers in his six starts have outscored their opponents by 106 points. My God. 106 points in six starts? Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm kind of on board with you. You can pencil them and actually not pencil. Pen. Take pen, take a Sharpie. The Niners are in the NFC Championship game. Whether or not they can survive it, that's a conversation for down the road. But the Cardinals aren't going to be formidable. The Rams could be better than expected, but they won't be great. Seattle looks like a team that might be okay, but I can't get behind them to be a solid contender this year after they puked all over themselves yesterday. So the Niners race away to the division. It's a top 10 schedule in terms of ease. They're in the NFC Championship game. We only needed one game to figure that out. The Steelers, on the other hand, looked just awful. I do not believe that they are as bad as they looked yesterday, but it also has me convinced that I will never believe in positive developments in the preseason ever again. And I know it was the 49ers, but you can't look that bad as they did yesterday. The games continue in moments. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Takeoff part two. One team that lost, even though they won. Next. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, take off, like face off, if you will. Quick takes on each game. From the entire slate yesterday from Joe and I, we gave you the first half. Let's go to the second half. Browns 24, Bengals 3. Joe absolutely nailed this one. Joe Burrow becomes the third or the player with the third fewest passing yards by a quarterback with 30 or more attempts in a game since 1950. He threw for what? 82 yards yesterday on over 30 attempts joe he cannot beat the cleveland browns i'm not worried about joe burrow let's let's not get it twisted here but it is fascinating to me that he's one and five against the browns right now cleveland is 12 to 1 to win the afc been trying to tell everyone all summer long if you're looking for a sleeper it's the cleveland browns watson wasn't great yesterday we need to monitor that but the defense can play the coach can call plays the offense can run the ball with nick chubb do not sleep on the cleveland browns who get pittsburgh this week if they beat pittsburgh they go to 2-0 the ravens and the Bengals meet as well cleveland could have a nice grip on the afc north after just two games uh, listen i think it's very very interesting and just to take a look, I wanted to see if the number changed at all. It has not changed. It is still 12 to 1. So if you want that value, you can jump on the Browns to win the AFC. Buccaneers 20, the Vikings 17. You know, the Vikings are the Chargers of the NFC. <laughs> That's really what they are. They lose these games that are just stupid games to lose. How do you lose to Baker Mayfield and that team at home yesterday? If I'm a Vikings fan, that sucks the life out of my Sunday, out of my first NFL Sunday that I'm powered up, uh, fired up for, like even more so than the Giants getting pounded last night. Joe, that is a game that just tells me we are going nowhere this year when we lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are supposed to be in the mix and will be in the mix for the number one overall pick. And they have it happen all the time. 
I am in a monster survivor pool out here in Las Vegas. It's How like many people nine... got knocked out with that one? Oh, 11%. 11%. Yeah. It was the third highest yeah. pick behind the Commanders, number one, Ravens, number two, Vikings, number three. Seahawks were number four. So we said goodbye to 20% of the pool. Wow. The pool's $9 million. $9 wow. million. And rest assured, if I win this thing, you will never hear from me again. That's the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jaguars 31, Colts 21. couple of things here. Anthony Richardson, when he can improvise and kind of make plays on the move and stuff like that, he's fine. Problem number one is he takes way too many hits. And late in that game actually had to come off the field because he took one too many. Secondly, if he is back there and trying to read the defense, that still is going to be very much a work in progress for a guy that when he's in that situation is going to be inaccurate. He did okay, though. And, Joe, here's the other thing. The Jaguars, uh, to me, were a virtual lock yesterday. I love that game. It was much closer than it should have been. Uh, but that was uh, one thing that caught my attention. You know, they lost Jamar Taylor this offseason. That offensive line, that's going to be a concern uh, they took Anton Harrison from uh, Alabama early. I think from Alabama, right? Um, took him early. Uh, that's going to be a little bit of a concern for Trevor Lawrence this year. No doubt. Uh, starting right tackle from last year, left in free agency for Kansas City. Starting yep. left tackle, Cam Robinson suspended the first four games of the season. If there's a weakness for the Jaguars, it's A, the offensive line, and B, the pass rush. To the point on the Colts, Anthony Richardson, the Colts need to get it right in a hurry because Richardson is a developmental project. There's nothing wrong with that, but so is head coach Shane Steichen. What is he doing at the end of the game going on fourth down? You're down 10 oh. points. You need two scores. Kick the field goal and then go onside. Yeah. One way or another, you're you're going to have to win the onside kick. Stupid decision. And there were a lot of other mistakes from a coaching perspective that led up to that. Wake up, man. You can't have one of these young quarterbacks who's new and needs a ton of development with a rookie head coach who doesn't understand basic end-of-game scenarios. Harrison, by the way, Oklahoma, not Alabama. My mistake there. Ravens 25, Texans 9. C.J. Stroud looked like a rookie quarterback uh, a lot throughout the course of the game. The Ravens lose J.K. Dobbins for the year, torn Achilles. Boy, that, that's just vintage Ravens. And I'll tell you, Lamar did not look great yesterday. I am going to be watching this Todd Munkin-Lamar uh, Jackson combination here. I, I'm assuming at one week that it will burst open. But that week was not yesterday, and no Mark Andrews on the field yesterday too late. No Mark Andrews, sloppy first half, but the Ravens really picked it up in the second half. They, they absolutely dominated. I'll, be, I'll give D'Amico Ryans and the Texans credit. That defense showed up looking to hit. It, yeah. he, he lacks a lot of talent on that team. It's going to take time, but there's definitely a physical presence about the Texans. They were laying some wood out there yesterday. They might not be the big walkover I thought they were going to be this season. Panthers lose 24-10 to the Falcons. Uh, Bijan Robinson is is good, by the way. And he and Tyler Algier, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, my uh, concerns lie with their quarterback, but boy, my concerns really lie with the offensive line of the Carolina Panthers. They, I mean, Bryce Young could get killed this year. I mean, th this is a real problem. 
you're going to want to bet team total unders on Carolina because they're not going to score a whole lot. They couldn't in the preseason. They couldn't yesterday. Falcon defense is better. It's still not great. Uh, Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, clearly doesn't give a damn about your fantasy team because Algiers getting all the goal line carries oh, and Bijan Robinson isn't. That's a problem. And I'll tell you what, another thing, big problem for the Falcons. He's a great guy. He's a great leader in Desmond Ritter. He's not an NFL quarterback. The Falcons are going to realize in a hurry that they're going to squander a great opportunity this season because they don't have an NFL quarterback. Call the Rams, see what they want for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that's that's a real concern. The Rams... I tell you what, the story came out over the weekend that the Jets had inquired about Stafford as well this offseason. Rams got off to a great start, but if it gets ugly, Stafford, Aaron Donald, keep an eye on that. Saints 16, Titans 15, because they were legally contracted to show the game. <laughs> um, listen, I, I am not a Dennis Allen believer at all, and nothing that happened yesterday made me want to change my mind on that front at all i i'm sorry the saints should beat the titans a little more handily than 16 15 sweating it out at the end at home so take number one on this game the titans covered the spread that's really all i care about because i had that but i wasn't about to watch that game for a while take number two Derek carr uh... They're going to need more out of you. And Carr has a history of struggling the first year in a new system. He had a lot of coordinators in Oakland and Las Vegas. Now it's a similar situation here. The Saints have the easiest schedule in the NFL, but I don't see them doing a whole lot with it. Commanders 20, Cardinals 16. I'll take uh, this they, one first. I'll take this one because this was my go. survivor pick. This was much harder than it should have been for me yep. to survive this game. That offense in Washington stinks. Sam Howe, that entire operation, they got weapons everywhere. They couldn't do anything. I don't want to hear about the rain. It didn't rain the whole game. This team couldn't figure it out. It was the defense that bailed their asses out. That offense was garbage. Yeah, and you can't be that bad against the Cardinals. No. You can't. You made that them look good. People been. are now I mean, questioning whether or not the Cardinals are good. And, and, and No, they shouldn't be. Josh Dobbs is not good. Uh, the Cardinals are not good. You just need to pay attention to the fact that the commanders are supposed to have a really, really good defense, and I didn't feel like that defense, even though they only give up 16 points, was that frankly, as good as it was supposed to be yesterday. I really didn't feel that. Last one, the beatdown in the Meadowlands. <laughs> Holy cow. 40 to nothing. Bizarre game in that you have a, a kick block return for a touchdown. You have a pick six in the game. You have another interception where you turn it over uh, in your own territory at the 38-yard line. It was bad for the Giants from the beginning. I am not of the mindset of this being a statement game for the Cowboys because a lot of those things just spiraled that game out of control and that can happen quickly. It was a statement game for the Cowboy defense. I will say that they went in and just absolutely dominated a giant offensive line that should be a whole lot better than it was last night. You've got uh, two first round picks and a second round pick up front starting including one that just got paid and you give up seven sacks i know it's the cowboys but still here's my take if you're the jets organization 
you need to pay whatever it costs to hose down that entire building. Oh, I got you, Jet fans who were texting me today worried about the juju from the building. Yeah, you've got Absolutely to hose that building it. down. You need to bring in witch doctors, voodoo specialists, priests, rabbis, shaman. Bring them all in yep. and get that stadium's mojo out the hell out the door because what the Giants just left you with is some of the worst karma one person could give to another. That, ugh, MetLife is just toxic right now. Now, one thing I will say, Dak Prescott, that wasn't very impressive. He, he didn't need to be. Okay. But, Are we going to get know. into this? Is this a thing now? Well, we'll get into it because I think it's a thing now, and I think the mandate – has changed when it comes to the Cowboy quarterback. And you're right, because of that performance last night, he didn't necessarily need to be Dak. And look, or need to be a Dak who is a better quarterback than he showed. Maybe, just maybe, the entire dynamic has changed with that offense. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 